What's up, motherfuckers? It's your bid, no young hills. Take me back to the 90s podcast. I hope I find you well wherever you are on this beautiful planet called Earth. Episode fucking eight? I don't know, man. I can't count for shit. But yeah, hopefully episode fucking eight. Shout out to everyone who listened to the last episode. Shout out to everyone who's been supporting your boy. We are growing. We are getting better at it. This is still new. So kind of adapting a format and everything. It's been kind of like a sicko news week. And since it's a sicko news week, I've kind of got a... You can see it with the title and the, and, and the artwork. I've kind of got a different... Going a different route. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into... The Michael Jackson Neverland documentary, because I got into a couple episodes that go, go like really in depth. If you haven't listened to my Living Neverland uh, episode, go check that out. That is my most popular episode right now. It's got over a thousand listens. Virtual motherfuckers. Shout out to everyone who disliked on that video, by the on that podcast video that went on YouTube, by the way. Thank you for the fucking views. Okay. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> the fucking algorithm but yeah like i just one thing i have to say like like i said it's been a sickle week number one r kelly r kelly should not have done good morning america because people were talking about the mj doc people were talking about leaving neverland why on all weeks r kelly's people why on all weeks do you decide to do a freaking interview that the heat was not on you, but you decided to put the heat on yourself, and niggas had to re-meme you shit, like, come on, Kels, come on, listen, it's sick, I can't leave sick, watching that interview, like, I'ma be, if I did not know nothing about R. Kelly, if I was just a random person that knew nothing about R&B and who R. Kelly is, to be honest, I would believe him. Like that's how like I would believe him. But somebody who didn't know his story, didn't watch his documentary, niggas would believe him. I saw women crying out, like he does. He look like a guilty man. He he looks like an innocent man to me. The way he's advocating, and of course he's going to. Ain't no man gonna just go go down, you know, like you know, and just be like yeah, I did that shit. Like R. Kelly, he should have won an Oscar, my nigga. Like, he, when he stood up, I was like, is this trapped in the closet part 25? Like, he did the pointing thing that he does in Untrapped in the Closet. I was like, oh, kills. Oh, fucking kills. Anyway, man, I hope you fucking go under the jail. I don't buying it. <laughs> Even though he did a fucking good job at that good morning, whatever. Yo, Oprah's uh, girl was like, this nigga is shipping. Girl was like, what? Get your ass down, R. Kelly. And then what was funny is, these niggas kept on, shout out to the cameraman. Cameraman kept on recording. And R. Kelly was like, I hope you keep recording this. Nigga is crying. And the makeup, is, man, is doing the makeup. Like, this is wild. Like, R. Kelly should be like, if I was me, I'd be like, yo, cut the camera, man. You can't have me crying. Pointing to the camera, and then while I get powdered up, <laughs> and then my PR is like, like trying to hold me back, console me. That looked wild. And again, people around R. Kelly, y'all motherfuckers are sick. I heard, I heard that the Chicago PD 
are going to be going after people who worked around R. Kelly, people who enabled these fucking, you know, sickos. You know what I mean? They should. They if if you are around R. Kelly in the studio when he had fourteen year olds in his bed, like you're sicko. If you're the ones who was sending Ubers to all these chicks to come over, buying flights, you should fucking go to jail too, my nigga. Like fuck out of here, my nigga. And to the fucking motherfucker will put a fucking like I'm pretending to the to the Neverland dog, because I just like. What before when I talk about the episode, I hadn't watched it, but I had read in detail and people had told me about it, so I kind of knew what I'm not gonna get into it because I don't think people are ready to have that discussion. And and my problem with the 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 Michael Jackson is that there are too many people who just blindly chat to him. You know what I mean? I I I I I value the people that I have actually had discussions with me and actually put points, not just like blindly. Like, not want to listen to this. And people, and what people always say is, there's no evidence. Like, I'm sorry, did you guys want a fucking R. Kelly tape style? Is that what you wanted? You wanted a VHS, t- a VHS tape with, with him fondling the little boy? Like, d- is that what you want? Nigga lived in a fucking ranch. This ranch, if you listen to the doc and watch the doc, it had all these places that you could do shit and get away with it. His fucking bedroom was two stories. No one is going to catch him in the act. He was not dumb enough. There was no CCTV. It was not social media era. There was like, I don't know what evidence you niggas want. Got rid of all the evidence, all the like, all the, the stories about, um, yo, where, 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 where did you put the pants? Because it's so sick. I, I can't even talk about it because it's so sick. But it's like, like, did you not hear how they juggled each other like yo if we hear somebody walking up like how to change clothes like super fast like how do you catch somebody in a mansion like that granted if this shit happened onto your roof into your roof and you live like in a three-bedroom small house yeah you might catch a nigga but if you live in a fucking neverland ranch where i can fucking go to the fucking zoo and i can fondle seven-year-old boys ain't nobody gonna catch me and i'm fucking michael jackson and families, fucking the family, man, the parents, the moms of of Wade and like, what is wrong with people? And like, I don't know, man, there's no celebrity in the world that I could just leave my kid for a week with. I don't give a shit if Beyonce, like, no, no, no matter how I love Beyonce, like, I would never do that. Like, I I don't view celebrity more than any other human. You're you're a person that makes music, and I love your music. But you're not you you're just a regular old regular person. Like and what was wrong with people, man? Like the parents were wild. Like like they have to take. That's one problem that I haven't seen is with the R. Kelly with the Michael Jackson. Where's the accountability of the parents? You know what I mean? Like come on. I couldn't live with myself, like to be honest. I and, and this is where I kind of like okay, I grew some people like yo, the parents are wild. If I was a parent and my kid went through what Wade and whatever went through, I don't think I'd ever be on a documentary and talking about all the memories Michael had and kind of talk about it like they don't regret it. There was a lot of that, you know what I mean? Like 
I wouldn't. Like there was a lot of like Michael was amazing kind of shit. Even after, if 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 you what you say is true, if you believe your son, why would you still talk about this man like he was fucking Jesus? That's the weird thing. Like in like after a while, like I've kind of like because a lot of people have had like actually constructive cons like um conversations with him. I'm like, oh yeah, for real, for real, yeah, but. For me, it's not about whether there's evidence or not. It's, it's about the signs. The signs are fucking there. I don't care what nobody says. The signs are there. And people are going to talk about it. Like, listen, there's too much. The audio fucking messages. Like, like, there's some shit you can't avoid. And I don't want to get into it because I'm just tired of people not wanting to listen to the signs. Listen, man, I have a friend. Like, just today, just told me about something that happened to her. 20 years ago, and she finally told people in her life what happened. 20 years ago, she was sexually, sex, sexually abused by somebody in her family. And for 20 years, she's never said shit. Now, like, imagine if, if, if friend, your, your daughter, your son, your girlfriend, your wife, your aunt came out 20 years later and said, Somebody did this to me. Would you say, wait, where's the evidence? Get the fuck out of here. You wouldn't say, like, you would, like, that's my problem. Okay, you can talk about, oh, yeah, they went to court and he, they, they said he didn't do it. Listen, how many stories of people who get physically and sexually abused, especially physically abused, that they protect the, the, uh, the perpetrator? Like, there are millions and billions of cases where people are abused. Like, an example, people are in relationships where they're physically abused and they protect the dude over and over again. And then they get to a breaking point. How is this not... I, I see coloration... Uh, uh, color, coloration? Word? Whatever. You know what I mean? There's similarities with, 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 with those cases and... And this case of, of, of the Neverland uh, doc and Wade and, 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 and an old dude, you know what I mean? So that shit happens. A person protects somebody, but then because they love them and they feel like, and, and that's when I realized is like when it was happening, people said, yo, if Michael Jackson was to touch me in seven years old, I would speak. Listen, people don't talk about this shit, especially when you're young. Especially when Michael Jackson, like, listen to the doc, Paul looked up to him. They went, like, they were in love with, with Michael Jackson. Like, you would not talk. Especially if you were in living Neverland and if you were living the life, you would not talk because he mind fucks you to make it seem like this is okay. This is normal. Seven years old, you don't, you don't know what sex is, my nigga. So I hate the whole, like, there's no way a seven years old, a seven year old kid, this would happen to them and they would not talk. My nigga, I know so many people that this happened to and never said shit. If you want to have this conversation, if you want to have really have this conversation as somebody that has gone through something like this, to, to me, it wasn't as scarring as some other people, but I not like, this is what I'm telling you. Like, there's some sickles out here and i need to, I, I will tell you my story my story is nothing 
because I'm, you know, guys, we, we we deal with things differently, and I think it's still abuse. Sexual abuse on a man or woman is is still sexual abuse. It's still, I don't know. Don't know if it traumatizes guys as much as it does girls. Like, let's be honest, from my experience, as somebody that has a, a, a like not, not a vivid, um, not like a vivid, um, what's it called? Dream, not dream, but not dream. Like me remembering it. It's very like it's in the back of my mind. Let me tell you something. I had a nanny, and this is this is the first time I've ever told this story. Okay, it's not the first time I've told the story, but in, in a jokingly manner, and nobody ever thought it was true. But yeah, like shit happens when they're very young, and and they can't comprehend it. As somebody that has gone through it, you can never comprehend it. And it took me years to be like, yo, for a very long time, I was like, did that shit happen or not? And you ha- imagine having having a vivid memory. That's stuck in your brain. It doesn't go away. Then you will, and because you've you've grown up, and and time is gone. Especially me, I don't remember a lot of things. It's like, does this happen? But this like it's so vivid. No way a dream sticks to you. And that's what that's in my case. It's and it was a um a, a nanny that cared for me when I was very young. I was probably like five or six. I'm not gonna go into deep, but yeah, this is an example. Like, and, and in my case, it wasn't as bad as other. It wasn't a family, maybe it was just, a, it was a maid, you know, and it, and it still wasn't okay. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's something that I'm still kind of like, okay, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, how come I've never said it? It's the first time I'm actually like saying it and, and not, you know what I mean? So this is why, like, these conversations are important because they are fucking signs. And with this person, there were signs, but I and and with I don't necessarily blame people around me because I I don't I don't remember much, but it's it's I feel like I like if I ever have kids, like I I'm gonna pay attention to a fucking T. So yeah, like ever say that if somebody gets abused, they will talk about it because as somebody actually abused by by. By a maid or whatever, I never said shit to this day. I mean, um, so yeah, it's an important conversation, and you never know somebody, people who were sexually abused when they're younger. the 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 rate is is crazier than people think it is, and that's why this conversation is. But yeah, off to that fucking topic because that's just a that's a topic that's that 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 I'm passionate about because I've actually gone through it. And I know the cycle of it, not only for me, but for other people who have been in my life. It's some real shit, my nigga. It's some real shit. And we just can't act like this shit isn't happening under people's roofs and shit. Anyway, sorry, 15 minute mark. I didn't even want to go into this topic. I'm very topic, very passionate about this. And then I will always protect the people that are defenseless, especially. I don't give a shit about Michael Jackson's collection. That nigga was a sickle. I'm sorry, he was a sickle. End of fucking story, my nigga. Like, I need to, we need to get out all these motherfuckers and send them to fucking Pluto, my nigga. Like, that's how I feel about, like, life and people. Like, some people just are just crazy, my nigga. Like, the thought that somebody bailed R. Kelly $100,000 and this, this woman who bailed him out 
was a nursery owner. She owns a nursery. Like, how sick are you? How sick that you can, like, you're supposed to be protecting people's children, but you can't detect that nigga is a sicko? Like, I don't want you to protect my children if you're defending R. Kelly. Because that means you don't know the signs of a fucking pedo, my nigga. Like, it, it makes me sick. It makes me fucking sick. Like, humans, you motherfuckers are sick. Bring on the aliens, my nigga. <laughs> Bring on the fucking aliens. Anyway, do some positivity. I hate motherfuckers, bro. I hate motherfuckers. Anyway, to the, to the fucking... What this ep- this episode is about, you know how to finish my rant of the week. Um, this episode basically, I got this idea from fucking Joe Biden. Joe Biden, on if you don't listen to Joe Biden's podcast, I don't know what you're doing, because he's he's a mentor and ins- inspiration to me as a up and coming podcaster. And um, he talked about um, you know, it's March Madness. If you don't know what March Madness is, it's like the Champions League of college basketball. You understand that. So, basically, I'm going to do a 90s R&B bracket. And I've always wanted to be, like, this is just, like, some nostalgic shit. Since this podcast is to be best in the 90s, I need to do some 90s-themed episodes. And this is what it is. We're going to be talking about, and I'm going to be playing songs, the R&B songs in the 90s. And going to find out, through a bracketeering method and a knockout method, um play each other's songs against each other and see which was the better ones and then basically the best will prevail final and then i'm gonna do a hip-hop next episode so yeah this is gonna be some fun shit so um let me open my my final four bracket it's it's 32 songs on one bracket so yeah man uh this is how the bracket's gonna go i, I told you you, you get it so the first, the first matchup, oh, the first matchup, man, this, these two songs were, you know, every song on this bracket right now, let me tell you, man, this, this is nostalgic. So the first song, Genuine, Pony, this came out in 1997, and on the, and, and basically, I'm gonna be using the Billboard 100 charts just to kind of gauge how 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 popular this song was when it came out. You know, this came out in '97 and was number 62. It peaked number 62 on the Billboard 100 Hot 100. Now, as if I've researched this and I've actually made this bracket, as I've researched this, I was like, how the fuck did Pony get 90 peak in 62 on the Hot 100? Like. This shows the progression of R&B and hip-hop. Well, not like R&B as such. I think R&B has kind of died down. But it's like, this song was like monumental. So we're going to, this is going to go against a scrub is a guy that TLC, no scrubs. This, this about makes it into the 90s. This, this came out in the 99. And it peaked at number two on the Billboard 100, Hot 100. No Scrubs to me is, to me, it's, it's the millennial anthem. Like, No Scrubs, oh my, I remember I was in high school when this song came out and all the fucking hood rat girls were like, 
Scrubs, Scrubs. I hated this song with a freaking passion, but it was so monumental. And it was like, yeah, man, Millennium Party. This shit was rocking. But like I said, I loved when the freaking, when the, um, when the remix, No Pigeons. Oh, I wish I had No Pigeons on deck to play it right now. But No Pigeons was a jam. So, Genuine Pony that came out in 97, that picked the 62 on the, on the Billboard 100, Hot 100 against TLC No Scrubs that came out in 92 and picked the number two. Come on, man. A scrub is a no Scrubs wins, like man. This. So, also No Scrubs gets to the next round. Alright, okay. So, the next matchup. Next matchup. Oh my god. This is another anthem for me in the 90s. Oh. This uh, 97 was a good year. Yeah. Uh. You know what? I like the play. Okay. I played the wrong song. Okay, but okay. I, I played the wrong song. Black Street. Okay, this is wrong. This is wrong. Where the hell am I? This should be this fast. <laughs> Mark Morrison. Return of the Mac. This came out in 97. It peaked at number 8 on the, one, on the Hot 100. It is a fire song. This is gonna go up against... Okay, this is fucked up. I fucked up my fucking... Okay, okay. It's gonna go up against... Lauren Hill! Do-whoop! Came out in 98. Peaked at number 1 on the Hot 100. Oh, this song, man. Lauren Hill. That thing. That thing. So, who wins that matchup? Lauren Hill Dewoop against Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. It's a close one, but it's not even a close one, man. It's not a fucking close one. It's not a close one at all. Lauren Hill, you win that one. Uh, uh. Lauren Hill goes through the next round. Uh, 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 uh. That thing. That thing. That, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Brings back fucking memories. Oh man. Shout out to fucking Lauren Hill, man. Legendary. Legendary. So the next matchup TLC. TLC has got some hits on this shit. No waterfalls. This shit dropped in 95 and peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Waterfalls was a jab, man. Waterfalls was a jab. This is gonna go up against. This is one of my other favorite songs from the 90s. Yo, Asha. 
You make me wanna. This came out in 97 and peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. Now this is kind of ironic because Usher and TLC. So, you know, Usher did it. What's the name? What's, what's Shorty's name from TLC? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. You Met Me Wonder was kind of like, that kind of like introduced Usher a little bit to me. Waterfalls was big, but. Oh man, I'm. Oh, let me play that again. <laughs> Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats yeah. used to harmonize like. Goes through. Asha goes through that one. Asha goes through that one. Okay, okay, okay. So the next matchup. Ooh, the next matchup. Yo. The next matchup. Fire. Motel Jordan. But this is how we do it. This came out in '95 and picked to number ten. Oh my god, 95 had some banging movies. Tell me, which which movie was this song in? If you don't know what the answer to this song is, what, what this is, man, I ain't gonna talk to you. But yeah, Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. That was a mo monumental track, man. It's gonna go up again. One of my favorite R&B artist this is donnell jones you know what's up this came out in 99 millennium hit peaked to number eight some people will say it's a 2000 record but nah she came out in 99 and they got the 90s just about the 90s this is a difficult one for me they both peaked at eight and ten but were four years apart Montel Jordan, man. I need to listen to Montel Jordan again. Let me see. Nah, Montel wins, man. Montel fucking wins. So hold up. Montel was against Usher. How oh, I did this wrong. No, okay, sorry, my bad. Donnell Jones. No, what's up? Go okay, I messed up now. Donnell Jones on his own. Donnell, you know what's up, is gonna go up again. This is a tough one. This is not even fair. Donnell is gonna go up against... Oh my freaking god. I love Donnell Jones, but this is not fair. This is probably gonna be the number one of all. For me, anyway. Off the rip. Boys to men! And that's a road. If you don't know the song, I don't know where you were. You probably a Generation Z ass motherfucker. This came out in 92 and number one. You know how important this is? It came out in 92. I was six years old in 92. But let me tell you, this song was prominent throughout the 90s. So it's not even a freaking, freaking question about this, man. Ah, oh, come on, Boyz II Men wins that. It wins that. It wins that. 
This song throughout the whole 90s. I grew up on this shit. Like, sorry, Donnell. You don't even know competition. This is like, Boys to Men is like my favorite. It's like, come on, man. Come on, boy. I used to write, I used to write poems to Boys to Men. To the road. I knew nothing about the end of the road, but I felt it. Okay, to the next matchup. Next matchup. This is next. Too close. Now I need to I need to hit this back for because until today I did not know what he says in the beginning of this joint. Oh gosh. Okay, I want you to hear what he says. And I was like, yo, I was bumping this when I was young. This is what next said. Listen very closely. He said, I wonder if she can tell if I'm hard right now. <laughs> My nigga, this is what the 90s was about. You can say wild, salacious shit in a fucking song that peaked at number one in the Billboard Top 100 in 98. This nigga said from the jump, I wonder if she could tell. If I'm hard right now. You couldn't get away with this shit right now. This shit was number one. This shit was... Yo, shout out to Next. So, Next, that was a big song, man. 98, yo. 97, 98, 99 was low-key bumping. This goes against my... My favorite artist. Oh, this is a difficult one, yo. Whitney Houston. I have nothing. Came out in 93, bit earlier. Peaked 30 in the top 100. This was a soundtrack to Bodyguard, one of my favorite songs. Let me tell you something. I watched Bodyguard so many times that I used to dream that I was the Bodyguard. But not, 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 I wasn't dreaming that Whitney Houston, no, I was dreaming about this girl who used to live in my neighborhood that I used to. <laughs> Uh, her name was Fiona. And funny enough, me and Fiona met late, years later on. Her name was Fiona. Loki was my best friend growing up. I was probably 10 years old. I was into Magnum PI. I wasn't really into girls. I'm going to be 100%. I was into Magnum PI and MacGyver. I gave no shit about it. But I watched Bodyguard. And for some reason, Bodyguard taught me about love. It's fucking weird what our Bodyguard in this song taught me. So, this girl called Fiona, and that's really her name. I'm not making a block card. I need to give her, give her, my her props because she Loki was the first girl to tell me that she liked me, like not obviously, but like obviously. And me and her used to hang around, and she was like, she's telling me, yo, I like this guy in my class. His name starts with the H, and I was the only nigga in my in in our class that had the first name starting with H. She made it so blunt that she liked me. And looking back, I was a fucking idiot. And and God is so good that he gives you a second chance. And basically, long story short, I met Fiona 15 years later at a pharmacy one day. And let me tell you, Cody gl blew up. And 
she's one of those girls like man like when she was younger she she liked me more than she liked me when i was an adult that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) so fiona you're the one that got away man for that reason yo this is not even a question because i dedicate this to fiona the one that got away Whitney Houston goes through, man. Not even a question. Bodyguard? Bodyguard? Oh, man. If you've never watched Bodyguard, go check that shit out. My God. Ah. Anyways, the next joint. Next round. Oh, another, another hit. This right here. This, this is this is 90s the 90s sound Aaliyah back and forth came out in 94 peaked to number 24 on the billboard hot 100 that sound that synth sound man ah oh, that hasn't been used since you can only uh, that's only be used in the 90s man oh my god Aaliyah man fucking Aaliyah Okay, this goes again. This goes against a song. It's totally different, but I love it as much as the Leo one. And a lot of you might not know this. If you don't know this record, my nigga, man, you need to dig them crates. I'm gonna let this ride. Who knows what this is? Right now, comment below. Who knows what this is? If you don't know what this is, you deserve a smack behind your head. This is Shola Amar. Might need somebody. Came out in 97 and picked in 36. Oh, this record. This record. When I listen to this record, I think of long drives. It's it's just one of those songs, man. Aaliyah back and forth was hitting, but there's just one song. This song has got memories, so I know a lot of you are gonna be like, "Nah, fam, you tripping." But you know what? Get your man. Song's got memories, so this goes through, man. Show love more. I have to do it. I know, I know, I know. It's a sleeper, but hey, it's got memories. Uh. I'm gonna let it ride. You might need somebody. You might need somebody to. You might need somebody to. Oh. Shola fucking Amar. Shout out to Shola fucking Amar, man. Fucks with you big, big time, yo. So, that was a sleeper. A lot of you are not going to agree with that, but it's my fucking bracket. Do your own bracket. If you want a bracket, holla at me. I can send you a PDF for empty bracket. You could do your own bracket. But anyway, the next round. Oh, my God. I love this song. This is like, I need to make a mix of this. Like, I... ASAP. I need to make like a a road trip 90s mix with this shit. This is fire. 
This is the 90s, my nigga. Jade, don't walk away. Uh, 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 uh. Yo. Yo, man, 90 peaked at number four, Billboard Hot 100. This goes against another smack song. Some of you might not know this. This is low key sleeper. If you don't know this, log off right now. If you do not know this song, you might not even know the artist, but you've never heard the song before. Man, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you who this is. Oh, this is the 90s right here, yo. Diana King, Shy Guy. What, what soundtrack is this? Comment below. Tell me, add me at Young Hills. If you do not know which soundtrack this was on, you get a neck from me right here. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I low can you do that again. Yo, that those synths, man. Yo, I need some 90s instruments. Yo, music producers, what synth was this? I bet you this was a Roland or a Juno. This is a tough one. This is low-key a tough one. Because musically, this Jade Don't Walk Away song is fire. And Shy Guy, the soundtrack of this is like low-key. It's low-key the 90s. You don't know what movie this is. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. This is the soundtrack from Bad Boys. I mean, there is no 90s with no Bad Boys than Will Smith and Matt Martin Lawrence. There just isn't. I can't wait for Bad Boys 3, yo. I can't fucking wait. This is tough. It's tough. I'm gonna play that again. This is tough. This is this is low key tough. Uh, this is tough, guys. I I I need your help. This is tough. Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna give it a jade. I'm gonna give it a jade just by hair, yo. I'm gonna give it a jade. That uh, I don't know why I'm giving it a jade because I like Diana King, even though Jade picked it number four on the Billboard Top 100. And Diana King picked at 43. I still think, yo, that's just like, when I listen to Shy Guy, man, like, it, it memories flood. Memories flood. On to the next matchup. Man, he, I, looking back now, what I realized, there's some people who just had hits in the 90s. And she definitely, next up, let me choose, let me change my rap. Hold on, sorry guys. Uh, so let me. I just had to change my rack to the next thirty-two. Oh my god. Uh, 
I love this song. No, it's from this like time, Jack. Yo, whoever mixed this, yo. Janet Jackson. That's the way love goes. I know, man. That's the way love goes. That came out in 97. No, hold on. Did I go? Oh, yeah, no. That came out in 93. I was like, 97? That came out in 93 and peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100. The way love goes. Another trivia. Which soundtrack was That's the Way Love Goes in? Comment below. And it's... Man, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. It's going to match up against... Baby, don't you understand? This is the 90s, nigga. You do not have the 90s without this, my nigga. If you did not want to... I shall say less. This is another level with Freak Me. Low key wanted wonders. But 93, same with the Janet Jackson song, and peaked to number five. Yo, 93 had 93 had Jay Don't Walk Away, Janet Jackson, that's the way love goes, and another level freak me. Motherfucking 93. Yo, 93 was a hot. Yeah, fucking hell, man. I'm enjoying this, man. I'm not even doing this for the pocket. I'm doing this for me because it's just so reminiscing. That's a tough one. I need to do that again. I need to do that again. That's... Like a moth to a flame burned by the fire. Ah, barefoot shit. My love is blind. Can't you see my desire? That's Ooh, the way. Poetic shit. Okay. Baby, don't you understand? Nah, it's, it's obvious. It's not even a debate. It's, I, I wouldn't do justice to this bracket. If I didn't put freak me in it. What? Let me give up and down. Like, how many times have y'all said that to, to a girl, like in real life? Like, low key. Uh, this song kind of like started like relational culture. I'm gonna fucking say it. Another level. You started fellatial culture. Because let, let's be real. In the 90s. Don't you understand? I wanna be your nasty man. Ooh, I wanna be your nasty man, nigga. Yo, another level. Then you just You prompted chicks to give head. And niggas to do the same. I'ma give you that much props, my nigga. That's why you go through. Not even a question, my nigga. On to the next matchup. Oh my god. Mary J. Real love. Oh, that box. Yo. This came out in 93 and peaked at number 58 on the Billboard Top 100. I fucking love that song. Gonna go up against one of my favorite 90s groups. Guess. Guess. That's right. Total. Can't you featuring Biggie Smalls?
Can't you see? This came out in 95 and peaked at number 13. Yeah, I have to put Toto in there, man. I have to put Toto in there. Especially because of the Biggie verse. I have to. Cannot, yo. That's right. In the middle of the day now, baby. Sorry about I that. The Toto, you go through. The next matchup. Ooh, this next matchup. We we gonna go into some grown folk shit. I, I kind of go like started with like the party shit, the shit that like I remember from parties, and I started up going to the shit that you played for your girl. Oh man, I definitely played this for a girl that I liked. Uh, let me just tell you, the response was not what I wanted. So fucking. Brown If you love me, say yes or no, and pick it. You remember that game we used to play like, I don't know what it was called. Like the peps, if you see paper and you like, and you'd say, would you dare me? Would you be my girlfriend? Brownstone, man, if you love me, say it, my nigga. This came out in 95 and peaked The billboard. How the fuck did it peak at 34? Anyway, this goes against, man. When I think of 90s R&B love songs, especially R&B love songs, this comes to mind. What you know about this, youngins? You know nothing about this, you Generation Z motherfuckers. That's Keith Sweat with Twisted. This came out in 97 and peaked in 93. How the fuck did Twisted peak in 93 and it's the most, like when I think of the 90s and I'm like, I'm doing a DJ set, this has to be in it. Brownstone peaked at 34? Yo, man, these charts sometimes just don't really tolerate to really popping. But yeah, man, that's not even a no-brainer, man. That's not even a no-brainer. Keith Sweat wins that, man. Keith, you go through next round. Alright, the next, the next matchup. The next matchup is hard, man. Every matchup is fucking hard, man. The 90s had some music. Next matchup. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, this song, man. I loved the video to this song, by the way. In like 90s, like I say, 97, 98, 97. It was a great year. 97 was a great year, man. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Janet Jackson, gone till it's gone. Came out in 97, yo. Came out in 97 and peaked number 36. It's gonna go up against probably my favorite song of And I will Bodyguard again. Bodyguard 
again. 93 came out number one. Love you. I can't do that, yo. Whitney, Whitney was a legend. Listen, man. I, 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 I don't even have to play the songs to know what's going to go through. Because, yo, I love Whitney. And Whitney was just... It wouldn't be the 90s without Whitney. So, shout out to fucking Whitney, wherever you are. May your soul rest in peace. And to one of the songs that... This song is problematic. Because you know why it's problematic? Because when I was young, listening to this song, I never knew <laughs> what they were talking about. But now listening back, I'm like... Hold up. Hold up. Red Light Special? TLC? I thought this was like... Oh, this is dirty, low-key. When you listen listen to it back... Ooh! Okay, I'm looking at it. Oh, shit! Okay. Okay. Yo, hold on. How am I, how are we listening to this in front of our parents? That's what I really want to fucking know, TLC. How the fuck this This was number 28, 95. Number 28, picked number 28 on the charts. Yo, listening back, I'm like, we used to we used to listen to some salacious shit because the beat just sounds like so like PG. It really wasn't, yo. So this is gonna go up against. I I, I don't know why I put the song in because that's not my favorite ninety song, but I know it probably is a lot of people's favorite. So, Mariah Carey. Always be my baby. This came out what ninety six and peaked number one. I mean, it was Mariah Carey, man. Come on. Although it doesn't sound like number one potential, but I understand. Loki kind of was important. So, in hindsight, I'm going to contradict myself because although I wouldn't have picked it as like my favorite 90s, I can't not doubt the impact this song made and how every single girl was going to do 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 do. So, yeah, man, Mariah Carey goes through to the fucking next round, yo. Next. Match up. Listen, man. Like I said, I keep on reiterating this shit. They would not be the 90s if it were not the song. I am sorry if I blast you. Beware. Listen to that fucking doubler. Listen to that doubler. Stereophonic shit. Color me bad. This came out in 91 at the peak of the 90s. This set up the 90s for what it is, man. Uh, uh. Listen, I did not know what sex was until I heard this song. (laughs) I was like, what sex? What sex you up? And now I just talked about this song. I forgot about one song. Let's talk about sex, baby. I should have put the song in there, man. 
how did I not put let's talk about sex baby that song I was like yo we used to bump to that song but like our parents they also listen to that shit oh man I wanna sex you up yo color me bad man 91 I don't remember I probably don't remember this when it came out but like I said one of those songs that was played throughout the 90s I don't care if you're born in 98 you know the song. So that's going to go up again. I don't even think this is fair. That's the bracket system. That's how it goes. She's monumental when it comes to the 90s. So I have to put some respect on the name. Uh, uh, who did this? Timberland? No, no. Jermaine. This is Jermaine, no? Yeah, this is Jermaine. I know Jermaine's beats like this. First night. 98, 98, man. Let me tell you, man. 98 was probably my favorite year of all time. I am going to say it again. 98, my favorite year, man. It's just the music, the movies, the times. I don't know. I've got good memories in the 98, man. Like, uh, that's a difficult one because that song, I don't know, man. It's got memories, the Monica songs. But... Come on, man. Come on. I, I just can't disrespect Calling Me Bad. So, Calling Me Bad wins, man. Tick tock, you don't stop. Calling Me Bad goes through. Ooh. Uh, uh. Ooh. So, the next matchup. Man. There are some hits, man. This is going to be difficult. I don't even think I can get this in one episode. I am 54 minutes. Yo, this might be... Yeah, I'm not going to go to the final to this. Because I have to... I, this has to be like four episodes, no? Or I, it just has to be a wrap-up the next episode. Like, yeah, man. This song. song. This song. You know about this shit. Some grown folk shit right here. Ooh! Can it be the 90s without this song right here? The silk would freak me. Hold on. Did I just do this shit twice? Am I a dummy? Have I played this shit twice? Hold on. Am I dreaming? Or have I played this twice? Let me know if I've played this twice. I have. This shit twice. Oh my god. It was not another level with Silk. Okay. So I'm going to null and void this because I put this song twice. I'm just realizing it. These are different tiles. I'm an idiot. Anyway, so this one is going to go through anyway. It was gonna go through regardless because in one of my favorite songs, up ten, the ninety underrated. Uh, uh. Yo, what you know about this? Uh, uh, soul for real. One of my favorite 90s songs. 
Candy Rains came out in 95 and charted at number 25. I remember when Sofa Real came, came to my country in Zimbabwe. Probably around 96, 97 that time. And I was too young to go. And I'm, my brother went. I was so bummed, yo. So yeah, for that reason, Sofa Real will always be monumental because of that reason. Because they came um, for a content I couldn't go. So yeah. The last matchup. And I'm going to end it here. I'm not even going to go to the final or the next round because this, the next round, the next episode, I'm going to finish it off. But yeah, um, it's probably two of my favorite songs. Say this. Okay. I, I know I say this a lot. I know I say my favorite songs of all time a lot. Really. I really mean this with all my heart. It would not be the 90s without this song right now never find another lover sweeter than you sweeter than you casey and jojo all my life 98 like i said 98 was my favorite year this peaked at number one. Close to me and that my father. I'm a little rock. Sorry guys, I apologize. I got a little rock, man. Never find another lover. Sweeter than you, sweeter than you. I will never find another lover more precious than you, precious than you. Closer to me than my mother, like my brother, like my father, like my father. That song, I I don't know how many times I this song to a girl, low key. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm making the block again. Hey man, it cannot it cannot be a podcast episode without me making the block hot every single episode. We used to be in this group with my friends, Caucasian Jojo. I, I'm not gonna tell you who I was, but I remember. We used to, we once went up to this girl's house, sang outside her gate, playing this song right here. <laughs> like I said, making the blog hot, but this song is monumental, 90s, for the culture. I remember, I remember. What you know about Tevin Campbell? This is Tevin Campbell. I'm ready. This came out in 94 and peaked in number nine. Gotta let this shit ride, man. Yo, this last matchup is difficult. Casey and JoJo all my life. 
against Tevin Campbell. I'm ready. This is that like, yo, shorty, I'm I'm ready to get into a relationship with you. This is that anthem right here. Mm-mm. Oh, bruh. Yo, yo, I need to let this ride again. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Yo, this is difficult. This is difficult. This is difficult. Oh, I don't know, guys. Casey and JoJo all my life against this? do this oh this is difficult this is gonna make or break my bracket i know i know ray they, they don't know this shit so ray i'm talking on instagram right live right now which song is better this one or this one I don't know, man. I don't know. The last matchup in my bracket. I I I I left the last one, the hardest, the last. Oh, uh, both songs they wear their end. That falsetto. Okay, I'm gonna fuck up the whole bracket because they both are good. So I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't kick this out. I can't, I can't, I, like I just can't. Tevin Campbell, I can't. So I'm gonna take one song that made it through the next round off. Okay. Which second song? All my life. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. All my life is better, but I can't leave Tevin Campbell. So you know what I'm gonna do to my bracket? I'm gonna fuck the bracket up. Earlier on in the episode, it was Usher. You make me wanna against Martel Jordan. This is how we do it, and Usher won. And even though Montel Jordan was like a better night, I, I don't know. I'm going to take Usher out for Tevin Campbell. I'm sorry, Usher. I am sorry, man. Tevin Campbell was just so like, so I'm taking out Usher and putting Tevin Campbell. And then I'm going to put Casey Jojo all my life in the next round. I am sorry. I can't do that. I can't, I can't not. A song that was so key. Okay, so the just let me recap you finish this episode up now let me recap you the second round of this bracket i need to go back to my first joint so please so who won the first the first round 
first round was won by TLC. TLC won the first round against Genuine Pony. Okay. The next round was won by. <laughs> Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like Yo, my men and my women, one. don't forget about the day Listen, I'm the most round, king, yo As I said, I flipped it and put Tevin Campbell yeah. in yeah. And the next one, voice to men Voice to men Oh yeah This is the next That was the next matchup. End of the road. Then it goes a girl, Whitney. It goes Whitney, then it goes Shola. This is my sleeper of this bracket so far. It beat Aaliyah back and forth. Let me listen that. Let me listen back to Aaliyah back and forth against Sholamo. Yeah, I was I was wrong, but I'm gonna stick to my bracket. Loki, I was wrong there. Although Shola Shola was just Shola is just I don't know man. Yo, Shola just had that. There were a lot of back and forth Aaliyahs. Uh, okay. So Shola is a sleeper so far. So then it goes... The next one, who well, the next matchup was... Jade. Jade won her matchup against... Against Diana King, Shy Guy. I contemplated on that a lot, but yeah. And then the next one, which I kind of messed up on... Next one a little bit. The next round, who was the next one? The next one was, um, next one was Freak Me won the next round. Even though I did it twice, but whatever. Oh. Mm. And the next, who won the next one? Uh, okay. The next one was Toto. Toto won against Mary J. Real Love. Okay, all right. I'm out of that. And who won the next joint? Uh, the next joint was. Come on, I can't find it. Find it. Anyway, the next the next joint was um, sweat with twisted. Even though I can't find twisted to replay again. How does twisted? Twisted, where are you? You know, you you get you get the point. And the next. Uh, matchup is uh when you I uh, will always love over Janet Jackson got till it's gone. That was a no brainer. And the next matchup, second but last matchup, is one of my favorites. Color me bad went through. Oh, stop. Color Me Bad went through against Monica the first light. No brainer. This is 90s right here. Uh. And then it was 
so for real. The rain. Find it, and then the last matchup that was Casey and JoJo. So that's the bracket done, guys. So um, what did I miss? What did I miss? Let me know. Holla at me, Twitter, Young Hills, Instagram, Young Hills. Tell me a song I missed. By the way, this is my bracket. If you don't like it, fuck off. But yeah, I think I got most of the songs. One song I left out was Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. Who's saying Let's Talk About Sex? I can't remember. But anyway, tell me if you want the same bracket, highlight me, I'll send it to you and you can fill it out for yourself. Next episode, I will con- fill it out and then we'll find out which was the best 90s R&B song. And then next episode or the next two, two weeks from now, we'll do a hip-hop 90s. And then maybe next month, we can do 2000s. Like, we can keep on going keep on going on with this shit. So, uh, I am going to end this podcast because it's been a long podcast. Hour 10 minutes. Thank you for listening to this. Oh, Jen- Jennifer Hudson is not really 90s. I hear you, Ray. Jennifer Hudson is more 2000s. Sure. But yeah, I'm going to end the podcast. Thank you for listening to episode 8. 90s R&B love songs. You listen to I'll see you next next Thursday. Thanks for listening to the best in the podcast. It's been your host, Ryan.